This conference title is taken from the words of St. Paul, Provided You Suffer With Him. The talk is given by Mrs. Lourdes Pinto at the Love Crucified Conference, April 2012. So the pure side of Jesus. I'll go back to our summary. It says, think of a fire. Every time you throw a piece of wood into the fire, it becomes one with the fire, and the fire intensifies. It spreads. Jesus Christ is the light. His heart is the fire of the Holy Spirit. He came upon the world so that we, we be not only redeemed, but also drawn into this fire, into the light which is God himself, to be consumed in this light and become one with the light. It is through this process of participating in his body and blood through suffering with him that we enter into the fire of the sacred heart and the perfect oblation of the Lamb of God intensifies with force. This participation in him makes us the hidden force. These are words that are very significant because our Lord for years has been calling us his hidden force. This is what the hidden force is. Self-knowledge. In St. Faustina's diary, it says, Few truly know themselves because sin blinds us. Do not be surprised, Jesus said to St. Faustina, that the soul does not even know her own self. That's why self-knowledge is so important. Now we're when we were at the feet. We're going to just stop here because you can study this on your own. But I can't tell you how important is what the Holy Spirit has been doing with us in this whole understanding of the words of St. Paul, suffer with him. It's from Romans 8, 12, 17. This is one of the key scripture passages. There's quite a few, but this is a very key one in the formation of the mothers and missionaries of the cross and also for the whole church. St. Paul writes, So then, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of sonship. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is the Spirit himself bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Just like through the cross, through, is such a significant word, so is provided. Because provided is the stipulation. Provided you suffer with him. The Holy Spirit began to form us into the reality of how to live <coughs> these three words. Suffer with him. Many times we can read something, like suffer with him, and we continue reading. 
But the Holy Spirit stopped us, the entire community of the crucified, and began to reveal to us how to live, live these three words that St. Paul writes about in our ordinary, everyday lives. In your manuals, you have a whole section on supper with him that you can read carefully, so I don't have time to go into everything. But, in the spirit and the bride say come, on page 77 of your books, it says, It is precisely here that the role of Mary, the mother of sorrows, is most effective. She has been commissioned by Jesus on the cross to prepare us for this baptism of suffering. I don't know there's such significant words of Father Kasiki and Father. Baptism of suffering. As she commissioned by Jesus on the cross, I'm sorry, as she did baptism of suffering as she did Jesus. She wants to bring us to the docility of Jesus on the cross. A docility of total trust and obedience. Offering this as a sacrifice to the Father. By entrusting to her all that we are, by our consecration to our sorrowful and immaculate heart, we enable her to transform our weaknesses and our burdened hearts and thus prepare us for the Eucharistic sacrifice. She then will offer us up as a pleasing sacrifice to the Father, uniting us with the sacrifice of Jesus for the salvation of the world. It is our Blessed Mother that prepares us and forms us as true victims. We will get into this a little in more in the hidden life. Suffering with him has also taken on, it's also a process, is what I've learned. When our Lord began to teach us how to suffer with him, he began to use the sufferings of our own life. For example, he began to teach us that when we feel rejected by someone, that what he wanted us to do, the Holy Spirit, was to unite that instant wound of rejection immediately to Jesus' suffering of rejection. It's a process. We all began to do that as a family until it became our way of life. It is a very profound what would be the word? Process healing that takes place when we begin to suffer all with Jesus. A few things begin to happen. When we are suffering and wounded, naturally we are focused on ourselves. It just it, it happens to all of us human beings. We're focused on our own woundedness. Immediately, when we are focused in our own woundedness and those wounds have been healed, those are exactly the place where Satan comes to attack. To bring division, he always goes through our wounds. Something very profound happens spiritually when we begin 
to bring our woundedness and our suffering into the suffering of Jesus. For example, if I am wounded or suffering, let's say I got rejected from a child of mine. Okay, well, I think all of us mothers and fathers sometimes feel a rejection from our own children, right? Immediately, I go to our Lord, and I no longer focus on my rejection, but on His. How many times have I rejected the Lord? I go to Scripture and I read or think about the times our Lord, how many times our Lord was rejected. What begins to happen naturally is the focus no longer becomes me and my woundedness. The focus becomes our Lord. Something profound spiritually and psychologically begins to happen in the depths of our hearts when we begin to live this. Because it is by the wounds of Jesus and his precious blood that we are healed restored and made new. But when we live this process that the Holy Spirit has been guiding us by, our woundedness at that moment, my woundedness of being rejected, which also brings me back to when I was rejected as a child, because it's all united, right? <clears throat> Immediately touches the wound of Jesus. And it is in that touch that I enter healing. And it is in that touch that I am able to say, I forgive my son. I forgive my parents. I forgive my father. Okay? It is very profound. And not only do I forgive, now I pray for that person. I offer up with Jesus my suffering now for that person. And for many, especially let's say it's rejection, it can be so many things. Rejection, so many that are now, so many priests that are rejecting our Lord in so many ways, you see? It becomes a powerhouse of grace for the world, for our families, for the church. This is a profound suffer with him, I would say, you know, the expressway takes us places faster. I always believed that in the writings of St. Faustina, our Lord tells St. Faustina that the time of mercy is going to come to an end. He makes it very clear, and it comes the time of justice. The time at the end of that time of mercy, we are in. But it is a time of immense outpouring of grace from the heart of Jesus for the world right now. So the souls that are open and docile like we are <coughs> are receiving such an immense grace. And to me, what the Holy Spirit was showing us as he's teaching us is profound words of St. Paul to live it. Because one thing is to understand it when you read it. Another thing is to live it in our everyday life, then we're transformed. You see? Is that to me, this is the key. Suffer with him. It is the expressway. Expressway. And you don't have to go 55. 
Mm. We can go hundred. <laughs> <laughs> it is the expressway into the fire of the sacred heart of Jesus. That's why this is key. And spiritual accompaniment, spiritual direction, everything in love crucified needs to be very much focused on helping each other remember and help each other how to suffer with our Lord. Our Lord said to us, our Lord has said a great deal about, I would say, almost all the words our Lord's given us, in them, practically all of them, say, suffer with me. Um, He's constantly reminding us, constantly, to suffer with him. It is so key to becoming true mothers, missionaries, and across to becoming true victim souls. It is the union of suffering. It is the union of love. He said, Why do I desire and need for you to suffer with me? It is through my suffering that you come to know love. Love is purified in suffering, but my suffering is pure love. Therefore, when you suffer with me, your love is purified in me. Do you see how important those key words are? That's why I was telling Father, when I hand you the manual, it's never meant to be read like a book. You have to take one sentence and just stay with it. Just like, you see, our Lord's guiding us. Just like he said, suffer with it. St. Paul, I could have kept continued reading um, Romans. But it was three words that has been at the, at the core of the teaching for this family. This, another key word. When you suffer with me, your love is purified in me. Just ponder those words, my family. The profoundness, the simplicity and the profoundness of how our Lord is forming us for these decisive times. This suffering with me and loving with me brings new life, a new creation. Allow all suffering to draw you into my suffering and sorrows. And in this way, you will come to know love. Allow all suffering to draw you into my suffering. We cannot stay in our own suffering. We must allow all suffering to draw us into his suffering so that we truly come to know the love of God. We will never come to know the love of the Trinity if we do not come to experience and know the sufferings of our Lord. My sacred heart is pure love. You were created for love. But how few, my little one, come to know love and enter the joy of living in love. You see, very few know love. Very few know the love of the Trinity. 
That is a great sorrow for our Lord. Many want a lot from the Lord, but there are very few souls that know about This was at the heart of Conchita, in Conchita's heart. Our Lord said that to Conchita. Satan and the principalities of darkness have been conquered by my crucified love. The triumph of my cross, which is the triumph of love, will come to fullness through my martyrs of love. This is your mission, to raise up many martyrs of love for the decisive battle at hand. My daughter, I wish to perfect you in love. Trust in all that I place in your heart. The time is short and the battle is fierce. Pope Benedict speaks about suffering with him too in 2007. These are the words from our beloved Pope. To suffer with the other and for others. This, this is in your manual. To suffer for the sake of truth and justice. To suffer out of love and in order to become a person who truly loves. These are fundamental elements of humanity. And to abandon them would destroy man himself. Yet once again the question arises, are we capable of this? Is the other important enough to warrant my becoming, on his account, a person who suffers? My friend, that one question should become maybe the meditation for the rest of the day, for this day of retreat. It's in your manual, in the section on Suffer With Him. Does truth matter to me enough to make suffering worthwhile? Is the promise of love so great that it justifies the gift of myself? In the history of humanity, it was the Christian faith that had the particular merit of bringing forth within man a new and deeper capacity for these kinds of suffering that are decisive for his humanity. The Christian faith has shown us that truth, justice, and love are not simply ideals, but enormously weighty realities. It has shown us that God, truth and love in person, desire to suffer for us and with us. Bernard of Clairvaux coined the marvelous expression, God cannot suffer, but he can suffer with. Man is worth so much to God that he himself became man in order to suffer with man in an utterly real way, in flesh and blood, as is revealed to us in the account of Jesus' passion. You see, Jesus came to suffer with us and for us. There are very few souls that suffer with him. This is at the heart of who we are as mothers and missionaries of the cross. What else does suffering with Jesus do for us? 
Something with Jesus brings us into true intimacy. You suffer with someone you love. Our Lord taught me this in a very concrete way when my younger <coughs> sister had breast cancer. I was suffering greatly. She was in greater peace than the rest of her sisters. We're, we're very close, the sisters, my, my sisters in our family. And she was at peace, but I was torn apart. This is before we got, you know, deep, you know, into our spirituality. But our Lord taught me something. The entire time I was with my sister, we'd go to the doctors, I went with her to Cleveland for her surgery. The entire time, my focus was never on me. My love for my sister so great that I was constantly suffering with her. I was suffering with my little sister Anna. Even though my heart was in tears, you know, Rita knows she's suffering with her sister. Because Rita loves her like I love my sister. Our Lord showed us that there is a great difference between suffering with and offering up. We've learned in the church offer up. In fact, our Pope even tells us it's, a, it's not even talked about. Even that has lost. There are very few that talk about offering up. And yet our Lord is teaching us something more profound than offering up. Suffer with. Why? Because suffer with is intimacy. You suffer with someone you love and are intimate with. We want to suffer with Jesus because we love him more than our brothers, more than our sisters, more than our spouses. And so when we begin to suffer within the concrete, something immense begins to happen. We grow in intimacy with the Lord. More and more what I see happening in our family is what our Lord tells us. Union of sorrows. I am experiencing in so many of you in this family a union of sorrows with the Sacred Heart of Jesus. That is intimacy. That is love. When we are able to love in this intimacy with the Lord, then we are able to give our lives for our brothers and sisters. Then we enter even a more profound intimacy with our brothers and sisters suffering. Then we are able to judge less because our Lord begins to teach us to see into the hearts of all. Everybody, my brothers and sisters, as you know, is wounded. Everybody is suffering. Our Lord began to teach us in tenderness that when we look only at the act, at the person on the outside, we're going to judge them. But when we go into their heart, through our union of sorrows with our Lord's heart, then we're able to go into the hearts of our brothers and sisters. 
were able to see through the eyes of Jesus, through the heart of Jesus, their hurting and their woundedness. And then we can love with Jesus because we have suffered with him. Do you see the difference? Then, my brothers and sisters, we will enter unity. And then and only then will this family be able to console our Lord through unity. True unity.
He also mentions what I showed you about healing. The pro the, the entrance to the pure side of Jesus is a great healing for us. And also healing for others. Let's see. This is what our Lord says in 2010 to us. I am preparing my pure holy vessels by cleansing them with my precious blood. These living chalices will be filled with my precious blood as I unite them to the word of the cross and they suffer with me. My blood will be poured upon my church to cleanse her through them. <coughs> you have been given the particular mission of cleansing my priesthood. Woe to you. This is from Jeremiah. Woe to you, O Jerusalem. How long will it be before you are made clean? You see, our Lord... Why is our cross with the chalice? He is cleansing us through his precious blood by bringing us to touch his wounds and then he's using us to be his living chalices, to use us as his empty chalice to bring healing and cleansing to others, especially his priesthood. There is no apostle, no program that can benefit the priesthood more than this hidden force of suffering with that our Lord is bringing us to. There's nothing greater. And this is the way that God is going to cleanse his priesthood. Something else he taught us in suffering with him. I, I don't have too much time to get into this, but he taught us about the thorns. How we receive the thorns. And that's also is in, in your manual, so you can read through that carefully. But I'll share with you one experience that shows the healing. Our Lord said, To suffer with me is to make is to be made pure like me. He is purifying us through suffering with him. To suffer with me is to begin to love with me. To suffer with me is to become love. To suffer with me is to enter the fullness of joy and happiness on earth. Our Lord showed me an image of one of his thorns in my heart. Then I began to show me light issuing out from his thorn in my heart. All around that one thorn was a light moving out into the darkness of my heart, expanding and purifying it. I wrote, I can understand how every thorn received is not only a thorn of healing grace for other souls, but especially for our own hearts. We all are so deeply wounded. And Jesus desperately wants 
and to heal us. If people are not healed, it's not because God doesn't want it. This is how much God wants it. It's because we don't allow him <coughs> to go into the depths of our wounds and heal them. So when we bring our woundedness and it's many disguises the way it comes up without getting um, what's the word? We have to defend ourselves and are able to see and bring it to him and suffer with him. He is healing us. Defensive. Defensive. Thank you, Father. This is where Father Kasiki and Father what? Pharaoh, I'm going to always give him credit because there was two priests that wrote that book. On page 74 and 75, he says, To grasp the folly of the cross as the power of God and the wisdom of God takes a wisdom that is pure gift. Do you realize the gift we've all received in this community? We have to thank God every day. Without this wisdom, all suffering, pain, and the cross of Christ are utter foolishness and a stumbling block. If we don't have this wisdom, we need to acquire it at any price. Fortunately, St. James tells us it is available for the asking, as long as we ask with faith and patient endurance. I mean, patient perseverance. My brothers, this is from James. Count it pure joy when you are invoked in every sort of involved in every sort of trial realize that when your faith is tested it makes for endurance let endurance come to its perfection so that you may mature in everything if any of you is without wisdom let him ask for it from God who gives generously and ungrudgingly to all and it will be given to him yet he must ask in faith never Suffering is the wisdom and power of God when it is the cross of Christ. Precisely, the cross is the wisdom and power of God because it is the cross that is the answer to sin, to Satan, and to death itself. Only the suffering of Christ crucified, head and body, brings salvation from sin and its consequences, namely, the domination of Satan and death. It is by dying that we are born to eternal life. Only by losing our life can we gain life. This is the wisdom of God. Now, do you understand, these are the words from Father Kosicki, how important this is for us and for our mission. Because our Lord keeps telling us, it is you, and not meaning just us. The Holy Spirit is doing this work throughout the entire church, right? But our Lord keeps saying to us, he's preparing us for the battle. He's saying Satan is going to be conquered with the army of our Blessed Mother, that's us. But, 
It can never, he will never be conquered if we do not unite to the word of the cross. Only then do we become the power of God, which is love. So this is crucial. This wisdom is crucial. We'd be fooling ourselves if we don't acquire this wisdom to say we're truly mothers and missionaries of the cross on this mission. And this is what we're going to have to teach many is this wisdom. God is going to use us to bring this wisdom to many. And we have to be prepared, my family. I'm not going to be the only one here teaching in Father Jordy. All of us have to have this wisdom so profoundly in our hearts that we can teach many. For the decisive, decisive battle is fierce, like our Lord tells us, and He needs us. And finally, our Lord, now in 2012, began to use words that just pierced my heart tremendously He had never used. And this went to show me that the process of suffering with him is a process that goes deeper and deeper. He began to use the words with me, suffer in my agony of love. Suffer, he said in 2012 now, suffer all with me. This was very important, what he says next. See through my eyes the emptiness and darkness in their hearts, meaning our brothers and sisters, and suffer in my agony of love. In this suffering, your life becomes a prayer of offering for them. You see, he said, our life becomes a prayer. There is where our life becomes the sweet fragrance that reaches the throne of the Father. Live the martyrdom of my heart. It is in this union, look at these words, my brothers and sisters, it is in this union of suffering, with love and in love, that the Holy Spirit will consume you in the fire of His embrace. Something beautiful begins to happen. As we continue to suffer with Jesus, he moves us like little children. I was a Montessori teacher, and there was a rule in the Montessori classroom. You always move from the concrete to the abstract. So in the Montessori classroom, you had always, you know, all the concrete things. Everything in Montessori, we taught from the concrete to the abstract, math, everything. And then I realized that we're on with little children, he teaches us the same way or else we wouldn't understand. So he moves us from the concrete to the more abstract. He began to teach us how to suffer with him in the concrete of our everyday lives. But then something beautiful began to happen. He brought us into the agony of his love. What begins to happen is that we no longer need our own suffering to draw us into the suffering of, of our Lord. As we come deeper and deeper through suffering with him, our hearts become like this. He's drawing. He says it in the Gospels, I draw, I draw you to myself. 
He's drawing to us. Now what happens as our heart, with the heart of Jesus getting closer and closer, I no longer need, or you no longer need, to feel rejected, to come to experience our Lord's rejection. All of a sudden, you begin to experience the sorrow of our Lord's heart just because you're getting closer into union with Him. And you enter into the agony of His love. That's why some of you sometimes will say, gosh, I'm feeling this immense sorrow. But not everything's going great in your life. Where's this sorrow coming from? Because why? It's the sorrow in our Lord's heart. No longer do you need a sorrow in your heart to enter the sorrow of our Lord's heart. It's union, my brothers and sisters. <coughs> it's union and suffering. Then we become even stronger victim intercessors. And we suffer it with him. We go, we are this you see, the one sentence he gave us, that's where he's taking us, suffer all with me. No longer two but one in my sacrifice of love. He's making us one. reminded me, our Lord said to us some key words when he was teaching us about suffering. He said, receive the pearl of suffering I am giving you. That's very important because we began to teach us that without the pearl of suffering, we couldn't begin even to enter his heart. So that's why suffering becomes the precious pearl that gives us the opportunity to enter union with the Lord, to suffer with Him, to become one with Him, and then enter into the life of the Trinity, which is our Blessed Mother. That's where we're going. 